0: Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of the Let's Get Busy podcast, presented by the Kutztown University Small Business Development Center. My name is Dakota Hurst, and I am one of the business consultants here at the KUSBDC. Joining me today to discuss startups, management, and community engagement aspects of running a business, specifically in a barbershop aspect, is John and Jerry from City Cuts in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. Guys, thanks for uh, joining me today.
1: How are we doing amid this rainy weather we're having? We're doing awesome, man. Thank you for having us. No problem. That's That's Grateful
0: to be here. Yeah. You guys do a lot of great stuff, which we're gonna get into, but um I do want to lead off uh with kind of having you introduce your business, you know, but I wanna start with how you defined your business. Um, I saw that you describe it as a community based barbershop. So can you kinda touch on what that means to you and you know how you've kind of built that up?
1: Um, well we put the word community first because we want to think about everyone else rather than us first um in order to have a, a business i feel like if if you think about the well-being of others then it can be a successful business so within the barbershop and the culture of it we're we're trying to be like big brothers to to our clients right. know, especially to the kids mm-hmm. who need us as role models because growing up we didn't have that as, as a, somebody to look up to when we used to go to other barbershops when we were kids so and Jerry got me introduced to my first barbershop, you know. and
0: The rest was history? Yeah,
1: pretty much.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, I know um, it's, it's a great point you make. Like, don't, you know, look at how you were raised and kind of go off that. But, like, make a benefit to someone else and right. use those experiences to build off of. Um, I did see in an article by uh, FreshBeards.com, they said that one of the reasons you wanted to open your own barbershop was due to some of those things you just touched on, like experiences you had, you know, previous toxic work environments, um, and then obviously wanted to make an impact in the community. So how important is it for you to take those past experiences um, to help kind of shape your future
1: and make that positive change? Um, the experience that I had when I was an apprentice mm-hmm. in a barbershop was definitely a toxic one. It was everybody for themselves. It wasn't like a team oriented business right, right? so um, you had guys kind of like undercutting other people um, and everybody had their own business cards it just out for to, themselves yeah, yeah it, just, right. it wasn't a good feel good situation for me I knew you know in the beginning it was a cool situation to, to kind of learn from but then once I've pretty much been there for like a year or so I'm like not nah, this this can't be you know for the rest of my career so right looking over looking at other ways to, to kind of branch off
2: and also looking at it from like a client's perspective, um, the atmosphere is where it wasn't safe. You are mm-hmm. in the inner city; you never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, you're not getting taught much. Like the time wasn't being utilized in the right way. Right. So we figured if we can change that, you know, if we have a child in our chair and we can use that thirty minutes to actually help him be better, mm-hmm. rather than just. What kind of haircut you want. Right. You know, how much you tip? Because you know that's what we grew up on. It yeah. Was like loud music in the background. Maybe you might be sitting there for four or five hours because a friend came in and he needs to cut it. It's like it's just bad come from a client's perspective. Mm-hmm. And then, like John said, being a barber, it was like every man was for themselves. It's like it, it wasn't a barbershop shop. It was just
0: station.
1: You know. Right. I mean,
0: it's like a cubicle
1: barbershop. Mm. A bunch of A bunch of individuals.
0: Yeah. You know. No, I think that's a phenomenal point because you make, you know, well, I think a lot of people when they're starting up a business or even running, managing a business like a barbershop and stuff like that, they don't often put themselves in that seat of the client, of the customer and saying, are their needs being met? Is this like the right experience we're giving them? Um, Is the environment we're putting them in, like you said, a habit, was it a good environment? Is it healthy? Um, So that's all really important that people take those experiences and make a positive change with those. Um, so City Cuts, opening Cuts Town in 2006. So you're just coming up on, was that, 17, 18 years
1: now? Yeah, 17 yeah. years. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank
0: you, thank you. Uh, so what other reasons um, besides, you know, the, that toxic environment and then the kind of, um, you know, wanting to carve your own path, what made you really ignite that desire to start a barbershop to go down the entrepreneur
1: path? To me, it was just very simple. Like, I like to... Based my decisions off what I don't like. Okay. Um, working outside, I, you know I don't want to be <laughs> anything with like a painter or a landscaper. Um, I like the aspect of having sports on one mm-hmm. day. Love that. yeah You know, <laughs> just talk sports all about basketball, football, whatever season it is. Um, and I can control the climate inside. So that means I can control, you know, the people, the amount of people that I get in there. Right. That the their environment, who's in there, who's mm-hmm. not in there, uh, the type of customers I can have. For the clientele, so those things I wanted to, to kind of just forego and, man, pretty much just see what I had and, it, you know, that gamble kind of paid off. I was yeah. I was pretty young at 20 years old, opened uh, in Kutztown where there was no other barber shops, you know, like ours, mm-hmm. and and I think uh, I think I just wanted to, to see what I could make of it and if it all failed then I could always try again being at 20 years old, you know, you have that young, like, yeah, let's go get it. Just that idea of, of let's just take off with it and see what happens. If you have enough money to pay your bills then that's good enough, you know, eventually you would want to get busy and keep it going, you know, and then hire other, other barbers Mm -hmm. kind of benefit.
0: Yeah. I think you, you kind of show a great example of taking that first step and like taking that journey because, um, and i've seen pictures of when you first started yeah. you know it's night and day like it looks <laughs> phenomenal now yeah. you've expanded it you've been able to hire more people um and uh, aesthetically it looks really good right. um and inside you've created that you know welcoming environment um very sports very you know come in have a conversation which i think is family oriented. Family oriented right. absolutely yeah. so
1: well it starts with this guy on in front of the shop man you, you're going to definitely see him and you're going to hear him so.
0: <laughs> So, so kind of going off that, like, how are you able to integrate your, you know, your passions, different cultures, and personalities from yourself and the people you hire, your friends you bring in, um, and then able to kind of craft into the barbershop that I don't say barbershop of your dreams, but the ideal barbershop image that you're looking for.
2: Well, we just wanted to create like a comfortable environment, Mm -hmm. right, within the community, and have somewhere a space where people can go and feel you know, like, comfortable and respected, like, treated as if we wanted to be treated, right? Right. um, But my thing, it was, I love talking to people. I love people. I can talk all day. (laughs) So then I figured out, I was never good at art, but, you know, with practice, I became a barber, thanks to John. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't see barbering in my future, but I also didn't see college in my future. Okay. But I took that step after working thousand dead end jobs and uh took that step to see what it was like and I loved it. You know, it was like art mixed with art mixed with the people, with the people, you know what I mean? Right. So it was like going to art class with my boy. We get to listen to music, you know, we get we're learning new things. So and then we add sports into it and then the kids, because we have our own kids, you know, we, that we teach and mm-hmm. learn from as well. So just being able to like integrate all those things in the like the different cultures for instance our barbershop has we have like six different ethnicities within our barbers right so everyone's coming from different places and just vibing in a different area in a small town like Kutztown it, was, it just makes
0: sense mm-hmm no it's, I think it's great what you guys have created as far as like building that culture and, and having that diversity and making people feel comfortable like I no
1: nobody has any problem just walking right in exactly. the doors open and so and um, also I just want to add like you know, you talk about, like, the passions that I have. Um, I think all of us have somewhere deep down inside you have a certain passion for something. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just I wanted to mix it in with the barbershop, you know, with helping kids especially. And then basketball, that was a tool that I, I would love to use to kind of teach them or educate them in, in, in life. Yeah. So that was my first and foremost, like, I had to find a way to, to bring these two together. So And, and I do. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Um, so kind of looking back is there maybe one thing maybe you would have done differently or changed when you were first getting started and then to flip that what's one tip that you would give someone looking to start a barbershop or a salon or something
1: in a similar path um, I don't want to necessarily say I want to change things, but I've learned that opening something up as far as a business it's a lot of patience. Yeah. You know, so you're going to have your slow days, you're going to have your, your your days where you're going to be extremely busy. But then, what are you doing those slow days? Do you still come in or you choose not to come in? You still have to be there regardless right. of, if nobody's walking in or if there's a, a hundred people in there. You know, the patience, I think, is the most important thing. And what a lot of people, I think, get turned off is when they open up a business, maybe the first three months and nothing's going on. It's like, all right, I got to go. Like, this ain't working out for me. Yeah. Yeah, you got to stay consistent. You just have to be there, you know. It's your baby. You want to be able to to watch it, you know, crawl and then able to walk and then able to run and then sprint. So I think this is how we're taking it
0: Yeah, and I think that's a great point because a lot of people will make that mistake where it's like, I'm going to put all this money up front. I'm going to put all this resources and then set it out to sea. Yeah. And then you're like watching and watching. You're like, oh, it's not coming back. Yeah. So it's like like you said, like being there in the moment, like helping manage stuff. Like like you said, when there's down days, be in there, keep keep grinding, keep working. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously you're a product of that. So I think that's a great example you're already setting. Um,
2: I'd, I'd say on that to touch on that. Uh, always be willing to learn. Yeah, you know, never be afraid to ask for help, ask for questions, and don't be afraid to put in the legwork. Because, like you said, so there's going to be days you're going to be sitting there and be bored, and you got to figure out how to market yourself and build that business up. Um, the only thing that I would change or do differently is I would have started sooner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no time like the present, right? right. So. You d- you started when you did, and it's it's grown to where it is now. So you did make that leap. Um, so books by kids, something that's you know it's been in the news. Some websites have written about it. Um, can you tell people who aren't aware, you know, what it's kind of about, how that got started, and why is it so important and so impactful to what you guys do?
2: All right. So the books by kids program is a city cuts program that we encourage um, kids. From ninth grade and down, even whatever, any kids, right? Encourage them to read a book while we cut their hair. Right. Um, it builds their self confidence. It builds their public speaking. You know, um, builds relationship between the child and the barber. Mm-hmm. And and their incentive, they get three dollars cash. They get to keep the book that they read. Candy money. A book <laughs> money. <Yeah. laughs> yep. They get a piece of candy. Okay. And they get a sticker.
0: Book money and a sticker uh, and
2: candy. We gave them basketball yeah. cards out. Um,
0: Can I read a book? I'm trying yeah, to get. It. Oh for
2: sure. you <laughs> pay us yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. When you out of high school. You're, you're oh okay, that's fair. Got a job now, so. <laughs> but yeah, so the by Kids program took off. Um, it was John's idea. Uh, I don't know if you want to touch up how you came
1: up. With um you. Yeah, pretty much. The, the reason why I kind of wanted to have the same impact I did on in the barbershop, I did on on the basketball court was um, my kids, uh, my players. We're growing now they're all like in their college uh college days but mm-hmm. some of them were very afraid to communicate with each other on the court you know and and that affects your play that affects your team absolutely so we pretty much is i don't want to say force but yeah we told him like you're a mini coach right now you have to tell your teammates what he needs to do because if there's no communication on the court then we can't play and you can't win the game yeah you know plain and simple um and, you know, from the beginning of the season towards the end, I've seen the progress just skyrocket and mm-hmm. the confidence growing. So I figured, man, I have to do something in the barbershops. So if I figured to start something maybe then like kindergarten, you know, it would be easier if they do play sports by the time they reach seventh or eighth grade. It would be a lot easier for them to speak up or to speak to their teammates on the court or off the court or on the field, yeah. whatever sport they're playing. So that's how I wanted to make that impact the same way.
0: No, that's that's awesome because you think about like you said, with communication. I mean, we watch professional sports. We we see the issues that some of these teams have. <laughs> yeah, adults right. with oh, with communication. Um, so kind of instilling that, you know, as their kids, it's going to help them in the long run too. Whether they're in a job setting, even family settings, right? General communication, just being able to talk to people and communicate, like it's so it's so important.
2: They don't realize the kids don't realize the impact that they're making. Right. Not only for themselves, um, reading but another kids watching them read and it's building confidence for the next kid. Exactly. To read they're like you're able to do this, you know what I mean? So for the kids it's like, oh I could do this and I get $3, I get candy. They don't even see that they're building yeah. you know public speaking and mental health awareness for sure because now they're able to talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, they can talk to us, they can talk to their parents or their teachers more often. You know, they're not as shy. So it's very important going back to like our old barbershops when we didn't get we didn't get spoken to. Mm-hmm. So it's was like, if someone would have spoken to me back then, maybe I wouldn't have had to go through a thousand jobs to get to barbering. You know, I might have learned something a little sooner. So we just want to utilize that that time. And the kids are our future. You know what I mean? So why not feed that?
0: No, I think that's great. Because like you said, what's the point of having them put on a movie and they just sit there? It's They're not the dentist. You know, right. it's, they can have a conversation. Um, It doesn't even matter what age you are either. You can talk about anything.
1: And the the funny thing is, too, sometimes, like, you see adults and they're, like, they're inspired by it. It's like, oh, man, if this little kid is able to speak in front of people, man, why can't I? What's with my reason? Right. You know, what's my reason not to be able to speak up to a crowd or to just individuals? So it goes hand in hand and then I think that the impact is everywhere. We just want to focus on kids more, but then it's broad. Yeah.
0: No, kids have a crazy impact. Yeah. Kind of off topic. I do remember... I was lining on a roller coaster once, and I was trying to chicken out. Hey. And there were like six-year-olds ahead of me. I was like, oh, yeah, they right. can, if they can do it, I can do it. Exactly. Right. See? I mean, I hated See? it afterwards, See? but hey, I did it. So, you know, Books by Kids is a phenomenal program. But beyond that, um, you also have created a basketball court in the back of the shop. Kids can come and go. Right. Um, you know, what is that? Why was that so important for you to establish that freedom area kind of in your shop? Um, and then which barber
1: is the best hooper <laughs> um, the reason why I'm gonna put something back there because um when I was a kid I would have thought it would have been cool if there was a, a court in the back of the shop or in front of the shop to just kind of just hoop in or just play basketball while you're waiting to get a haircut mm-hmm. first and foremost. Um there's a bunch of kids who get a, a lot of benefits out of it now they come to work out on their own yeah we don't have to be there um, and you get, you know, obviously just random kids, just want I just want them to fall in love with the sport because if I felt this way about it, then I know some other kid will eventually feel something about it and hopefully will, uh, change their mind on some things and want to keep on playing and just mentally it, it's, it's clearing, mm-hmm. you know, that peace of mind like, man, I'm just here working on my game. So that's what I wanted to, to have that there. And, and, and it's a wonderful thing to see that all these kids are coming out, especially after school like when it starts to get warm out there's 30 kids out there yeah mm-hmm. yeah so and second point i think um the best hooper man i think is rudy <laughs> 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 Yeah, rudy the Barbershop. i don't know chris might have them. yeah they, they're pretty good so we'll <laughs> see man we need a one-on-one challenge between them two yes so. for sure I, I
2: remember back in um when we were kids we had to go to like uh a boys and girls club, mm-hmm. like if we wanted to play basketball, because a lot of times you go to like the parks and all the older kids were playing, and you don't get a chance to play. So you go to boys and girls club. It gave us a safe space to go and play ball. And I feel like see because Barbershop is that spot, that safe space. You know, parents feel comfortable with their kids walking from high school or walking from whatever, from middle school to the barbershop and playing there and being there until they're done running their errands and then they can come pick them up. Yeah. You know? And it's a good time we work with them help them work on their jump shots and little stuff that we can but it's just good to it's a good feeling to look back there and see 20 30 kids just playing ball you know what i mean all having a good time we never have really, you no know, issues or fights or nothing it's just a safe space for everyone
0: right yeah, and i think that's what's so cool about what you guys created like it's not a store or a shop front you created a community environment right so people can come and go and that's also like good marketing for you guys as well um you know I remember when I was a kid, like my mom always took me to this one hair salon that she'd go to, but they had soda and snacks there. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> right. But like, if I'm sitting there, you know, twiddling my thumbs for a while, you know, it does get a little boring. You get, oh, maybe I'll go somewhere else next time. But when you create that really unique space, that's not only inviting, but like wants you to, to be part of it. That's right. that's something really great. That And it's, it's awesome to see that really take shape. Um, for people who walk by your shop, there's a sign outside and it says therapy is expensive. Yeah. Get a haircut instead. Yeah. I love that. I think that's awesome. <laughs> um, what have you kind of discovered works great as far as, you know, marketing your business? How do you market a barbershop and the little things like that, you know, really helped you guys kind of grow your clientele.
2: Well, first of all, a therapist is not like that sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we like to look at ourselves as, as therapists because mm-hmm. you know, that, Half hour, hour of time that we have with you, you know, we're building a relationship. Uh, we're telling you about my family. I'm learning about your family, my past experiences. How can I be better in the future? And stuff like that. So it really is therapy. It just made sense to open people's minds up a little bit. That sign is just like, oh, yeah, I can talk to them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not like I'm just going to go in there for a haircut. You're not going for a haircut. You're, going, you're coming for an experience. Right. Right. So yes we like to market that as like, you know, being different from other barbershops where as though you're just a number, you're just a head.
0: Right, you're coming up next. like right. oh, you're up, you're next, yeah. okay,
2: I'm out of here. So <clears throat> we just want to show the world that we move a lot differently than most barbershops. You know, we care for the people first, it's not about us.
1: Yeah. And and like I said, the first person you're going to see is this man right here and this face and his smile. So if he's not going to get you to smile, then I don't know what will, but <laughs> his goal is... When you leave here, you better be smiling. Some way, so he definitely, that that sign should be probably right next to his face too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just get a little little yeah. cut out of his yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I definitely. I mean, you know, I was I came in about a month or so ago. To John got me a nice haircut for a wedding. Had had me looking nice. Yeah. Um, but I sat there in the chair and I, you know, I was looking around and everyone was having a conversation. You know, nobody's mouth was just closed staring at the mirror. Like it was, like you said, you've created a really unique environment where people are engaging and they want to come and sit and have a talk and get the haircut. So I think it's great what you guys have kind of built up. Um, So obviously, John and Jerry, you both help run this business, um, but you also have responsibilities outside of the shop. Both have families, um, you coach basketball. So how do you find a balance to keep yourselves focused on, you know, making sure you're giving the business the time it needs? And that effort, while also juggling everything else.
1: First, you you want to work in the business, you know, when you're starting up, and then eventually you kind of taper off to what's really more important. Obviously, mm-hmm. family's big on us, um, so you kind of have to set boundaries. Like our right, shop is, you know, ten to six. All right, let's work really, really efficient and hard from between ten to six, and then right after that, it's whatever it's family time or me time or whatever else you want to do. So it just trial and error, you mm-hmm. know. It, you know, some days, some weekends, we are working outside the shop. You know, we are working, you know, community events or going to um, to other businesses to kind of help them out with, with certain things. So it's just trial and error, and you have to find that boundary and set yourself up and like, all right, I need to get away from the shop in order to be fulfilled and and to get back to you know to the business. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all learning as we go now, and it's very important for us to take them breaks, take vacations, right, and get out. And so it's like a a mini-nap you know when you get a nap you feel refreshed when you come in so that's what I want to give everybody the chance to be able to have that balance
0: right some structure but have an ability to recharge yeah, for yeah sure. and
1: that freedom to be able to just you know anybody could take it you know pretty much a day off it if they wanted to it's mm-hmm. Just that, communicate with our part like alright as long as everybody's covered I mean we can make it happen you know, right I don't want to stop you from doing what you want to do but at the same time we got to just follow certain steps to it as long as we everybody's gonna be there or certain of us we should be fine
0: right back to the whole communication thing like yeah. it right. just it's always always important <laughs> um i feel like
2: man like city cuts barbershop is it's not, it's not just a barbershop it's it's a lifestyle right? mm-hmm. so it really doesn't like you said we're very big on family so i look at i got my family at home mm-hmm. and i got my family in the barbershop we all we still have our morals we still have our standards you know we, we say this thing, you know, we gotta fill up our own cup before filling up someone else's cup. Mm. But what we wanna do is keep helping fill up everyone else's cup. So, <clears throat> it's like from, as soon as we wake up to go to sleep it's still city cuts mode. It's not like as soon as I leave the shop it's like oh, forget these kids, you know. It's, I see them outside the shop it's still Jerry the barber, you know what I mean? So, I look at it more as a lifestyle because we're doing the same, we're showing the same love and all day you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's not just you know ten to six. Ten to six yeah we got to cut hair but the relationship part the morals you know it all stays the same you know what that's
1: 24 I seven mean? exactly
0: yeah I mean I imagine you you know you run into someone who cut your hair you have no conversation you oh, see yeah. him at the grocery store oh hey I cut your hair okay I'll see you next time <laughs> like but you guys have com- real conversation so yo how how would you do on that test or like exactly. this and that like did you get that job you know? mm-hmm. yeah no, it's such a such a crazy thing, people. That they don't realize how important that communication, that relationship building is, especially with customers. Um, that's how you do get repeat customers and how you keep people happy, right? Okay. But on that topic of happiness, have you ever encountered maybe not yourself, but uh, maybe a customer who was upset with either the cut or some of the service that they was provided or anything like that?
2: Yeah, um, always <laughs> for sure. So, one of our barbers he came up with this thing he, he'll ask a client you know but for your pre on your previous haircut what was it that you didn't like about it? right you know, so that we can kind of get we could feel that that spot you know whether it was oh he didn't use a straight razor or or he didn't speak to me
0: mm. right.
2: so we kind of asked them that question that uh, what do you call that client uh, relationship consultation consultation right so consultation is key and say it was a bad haircut but they still came back you know so what i would do is i try to give them the best i can mm-hmm. show them like this is what we're about you know what right I mean? maybe he's had an off day where he didn't want to speak as much or whatever the case was we're gonna make we're gonna brighten up your day so i'll throw in maybe free beard mm-hmm. free haircut next time or free eyebrows right you know what i mean or just give them a little something extra than they got last time they just They didn't get the hot towel. Bring the hot towel with the eucalyptus on it. You know, just (laughs) just to give them a better experience. You know, just so that they're happy. We gotta work on them being
1: happy. Well, I mean, upset part. Like, obviously, we can't make everyone happy. Sure. percent is, that's it's not reality. Mm -hmm. You do the best you can, and you know, if someone is really, really upset with the you know with the service that they got, then we try to you know as much as we could. Do for you, we'll look. right But then, if you're over the top, then there's, obviously there's nothing that we could do as a business or, or as a barbershop to fulfill that. And, um, but we will try as much as we can to, to make sure you're, the next time that you do come in, or if it's that moment in time, we try to make it the best experience possible. Mm. And- Whatever that may. You're going to leave that shop smiling because you got to walk past me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that also goes back to what you guys were talking about. Like, everything's a learning process. So you're taking that, oh, well, this customer had a bad experience or they're frustrated with something. Why? What is, how can I make it better for you the next time? How can I resolve the situation? Because um, I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, well, that's a bad customer. I'll let them walk away. Get another one next time. But if you're taking that step, um, I think that makes a lot of difference in keeping people happy. And people will see that people in the chair, who's in your chair, can see that you know going on within the barbershop. Um, so how do you? I mean, you did talk about you know reevaluating, talking with the previous barber if something went wrong with them. But what would you? How do you kind of explain that to maybe someone new you're bringing on, or if you're training your employees? What's what's some keys to highlight? Like this is how you kind of handle difficult situations with customers, or this is how you're supposed to speak with them.
1: How do you kind of develop that? It's patience. Mm-hmm. You know, first thing is, is, all right, when you watch a baby, right, when you watch them crawl, how many times is it going to fall? A bunch of times. But then once they start getting up and trying to start to walk, you'll like, oh, all right. right. sound picking it up. So it's kind of, I look at it that way, too. When you're training somebody brand new who never been in a barbershop, who's never worked in a the barbershop, there's going to be a lot more bad days than good days. Right. But if you keep at it and you keep pushing them and if you see that effort from them, that I'm willing to do this, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it takes. Then obviously you just can't give up. You can't give up on a baby. Why would you give up on a barber who's willing to try? Right. So that's how I look at it, man. Mistakes are gonna happen. This is part of life. If you don't learn from your mistakes, how are you gonna be good? Right. So it just that's that patience is the best thing that I could put. But before I was patient. I knew that. But now that I'm a little bit older, you know, a little bit more seasoned, I would say mm-hmm. yeah, patience is is, is key. <laughs> But yeah another thing on that is just like how would you want to be treated
2: you know that's why i would speak to an employee at another barber like how would you want to be treated if you sat in this chair Well, yeah i want straight razor i want to smell good exactly so
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know project that onto your clientele and that's what's going to build it up for you
0: and you think that patience um and helping be supportive to you know an oncoming employee does that help build trust and does that up instill like confidence in you that yes this person is going to represent you know the brand correctly oh yeah it's
1: that that trust can go from zero to 100 mm-hmm. you know because at the end of the day we're a brotherhood in the barbershop man we, we want the best for each other so if somebody's struggling we're there to help you you know if I'm struggling please help me out don't just let me be on the island you know so, right I'd say like and they kind of can feel that vibe and that respect so if they feel that, I know it's projecting to everybody else, within the barbers and within the clients. So it's a little easier once you know you welcome everybody into that mindset too. It's just, I think it's a wonderful thing that what we got going on is the guys that we do have with five plus years already. Mm-hmm. You know, and with the newer ones, they've been two years and they love work and they understand like, oh, I don't I don't even want to go outside of here because I don't want to try that experience from other people's experience, from other barbers that came in and like, like, hey, you guys do things differently here. Yeah, we do, you know, and we should. And, you know, I'm not saying everybody should do it this way, but you got to find that comfort within yourself to project that to everybody else. Yeah. Right? And it has to kind of be genuine. You mm-hmm. know what I
0: mean?
2: It's not like, it shouldn't feel like work yeah you know mondays shouldn't be like oh i gotta go on to work <laughs> no it's motivational mondays it's like who am i gonna help today you right know, if someone's down change gonna, the mindset make them smile for sure mm-hmm. and it's like when i started cutting hair i wasn't the nicest but i know how to talk to people right you know i can make people laugh you know what i mean and in this business that's you know almost half the battle my cuts weren't all that but you know what they had a good a conversation with me I remember the last conversation we built that relationship so they trust me to be, to be a little better next time mm-hmm. so they'll come back in and oh, let me get Jerry again you know can you do it this way this time <laughs> you know and last time it was like oh I got you
0: you know and that goes I think back to what you were saying earlier about um building off those past experiences like you said the, the one barber shop you used to work at was very cutthroat right. every man for themselves whereas like everyone like you know, the employees there, the, the people coming in to get their care cut, the kids waiting, yeah. like everyone's part of the same, the same community and everyone's in it for each other. So I think that's really important.
1: Well, you got to look at it from, you know, I play sports, obviously basketball in the background in order for you to win a championship, you got to put in the work. Everybody has to work together. Right. Everybody has to pass the basketball. If somebody's scoring 50 points, man, you're easy to stop. Mm-hmm. And if everybody's scoring 10 points, who are you going to stop? Right. You know, so that's, that's my mindset is we're a team here. So if you want to win the championship, which is every day, if you want to win, you know, put that work and put that practice in every day, and eventually at the end of the year, you want to go on vacation, you want to relax, and mm-hmm. that's the championship right there. Yeah, so. cool.
0: Uh, so when all said and done, what do you really want someone who, you know, comes in and gets a cut or experiences this atmosphere you build up, what do you want them to walk away and remember about City Cuts Barbershop?
2: As soon as they walk out, man, I just want them to smile right? Recognize, feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to be smelling good. John has the saying, look good, smell good, feel good, right? So we want them to remember that first off and the conversations and the relationships of the experience that they had in the barbershop. um, See that we're really for the future and the kids, um, the difference between our barbershops and other barbershops that are in the in the area or even in the city, you know, we just want to be like different in a positive way so that you know it's going forward. You know, all the kids are growing up, and like we have kids that were in middle school and now they're in college mm-hmm. and they still come back and now they have kids and they're bringing their kids for haircuts, right? And they're like, I remember when I used to come here, man, we used to do this and we played 2K and <laughs> you know, we were, we were playing for push ups and just Ooh. leaving really good experiences with them, really good memories. So we just want to leave a a, I guess, a stamp of memory in your mind that you can always get love when you come to the barbershop. Mm-hmm. When you come to city because barbershop,
1: as soon as you step in that door, it's, you're going to be smiling and it's going to be a positive environment. And that you can always come back and ask for help if you ever need to. Yes. You know, we don't ever want you to feel like, man, them guys wasn't, no. We want you to come back and ask for help because everybody's going to need help. Yeah. You know, if you're willing to speak up about it, And we're more than willing to help you.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, Yeah. Like we, like I kind of, you know, said a couple of times, I think what you guys are doing is is really great. Um, I haven't really run into any other barbershops or, you know, hair salons that kind of give off this similar vibe. And I think it's, it's only going to continue to get better and, you know it's it's really great work. For you guys are putting put that putting out there. It. Um, so you guys are located in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, so where can people go to find more information or to book an appointment? See you on social media where are you guys located on that.
1: Easiest way is um, online. So we have a website citycutsbarbershop.com There you can find uh, more information about hours, days off. Uh, you can book your appointments right then and there. Um, you can read about our the past articles on the Books by Kids program that we do have. Mm-hmm. Our barbers are on there, and each one of us have an Instagram account, so you can kind of follow us there and see their work. See if you're interested in, you know, which barber would you like first. Right. So, and we're located on Main Street in Kutztown. It's 126 West Main Street, Kutztown, Pennsylvania. So.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you to John and Jerry for joining me today kind of speak about their business city cuts how they incorporate their passions and business ventures and take it all put it back to the community and really create something unique um while also making that positive
1: impact so for appreciate it man thank you
0: awesome well thank you all for tuning in and check out the let's get busy podcast on all your major podcast streaming sites thank you all and have a great day